You have now arrived at Stadium Engale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. 35, Black Boy 35. And then 29, Dan Thompson. That was my hockey number, boys. <laughs> okay, Dan. Like 29. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's an ugly that's number. Hey, Dan. Totally, no, every... No, so everybody was stuck being in the 30s. If you're a goalie, that's just what they did. And so I wanted to be a little different. So I like the number 29 a little bit better than like 40 or 41. So I stuck with it from the time that I was like eight to, uh, gosh, when I stopped playing hockey and I was like 17. That was my number. That was my number. It's a shame whenever you, you, you decided. You, you decided to play goalie because you weren't athletic to do anything else. So how's that no, 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 no. So I was four years old when uh, when I started playing hockey. And somebody needed to be a goalie because everybody wanted to score when you're like four years old. So the coach put me. Maybe that's an indictment on who I was. Four year old. I don't know, but, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I turned out to be a pretty good goalie. Pretty good goalie. <laughs> we, hear how, we hear how you do the ladders, and that's a little bit different because you're like, I don't know. I get something. To hey, I don't, I don't know why you guys always have to cramp my style, bro. Hey, um, man. It's a benefit of the doubt, Dan. You, know? you just lob it out there, bro. I got to take a swing at it. How y'all doing? Right. Hey, man. I played sixty minutes every game. Though that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, gotta get gotta get on the field to get some snaps. Not snaps. What do you call them? Uh, <laughs> possession hockey. Possessions. That's what he called it. Hockey. I guess I don't know. Uh, not not really. I mean, you know, there's there's no real rated to to describe it. I guess. Uh, I guess yeah, possession is fine. Um, uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, it, it's just a constant game where it's constantly moving. So there's no like time of possession there's no play right i mean either the play breaks down and just well everybody really else is shifts. Moving. i don't know everybody's hey, Dan, so, the whole so, time 60 question, minutes of non-stop action question dan you ever you ever got in a fight playing hockey or what what you yeah, know nah. people want to know dan uh, yeah, yeah yeah a couple times i got, I got, I got nah. penalties i got a couple okay. penalties no no like fist fights or anything like that but i got a couple penalties i got a couple uh, i got one penalty for tripping for tripping a guy um i got a major for that um, because he ran into me. I wasn't happy. And about four minutes later into the game, Man, he was mad. To, he was to chase the puck towards the end. And I just <laughs> threw my stick out, tripped him in his head, like went straight into the boards. He didn't get injured or anything. I guess it would have felt bad if he did, but, uh, but got a major for that one. Um, my coach pulled me after that now that I'm thinking about it, but, uh, no, that's was pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm t- I'm you, know, got, you know, a couple scruffles here and there. I was way too good. I was way too good of a goalie to get penalties. You know, it's way too important to my team's success. Okay. So, so you play smart, Dan. I like you, it. You couldn't have you. They, yeah, they didn't. They didn't want me not playing. You know, I got. You know, this is that's that's where I'm putting the team over myself. You know, Labor Day weekend, bye week shenanigans, <laughs> baby. What's all What's all had going on this weekend? I just I hung out. I, I just came up. Uh, we hung out at in Gainesville, and uh, it was a pretty good time. Uh, we stayed in pretty much all weekend and enjoyed each other's company, and uh, we. Got some got some good home cooked meals from the from the in laws, so that, that was pretty decent. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, back, same, back to work I mean, tomorrow. We didn't really do. Back to work tomorrow, man. I'm back 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 to teaching, I guess. 
<laughs> hey, be safe up there. I know they're supposed to get some rain. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, we've been in Cora. I know you're in the uh, right in the throw of things right now, but uh, we were just kind of waiting to see what this hurricane was going to do. So, so we didn't do too much. So we just kind of hung out with some friends and everything else. But they just kind of hung low this weekend. It's kind of weird just because we've been waiting to see what this hurricane's going to do. And, and you guys know weather at any point, something could happen. So I was like, man, am I going to have to board up the house? No. Can I go out and do stuff? No, this storm. So uh, it was pretty relaxed. It didn't really feel like a Labor Day weekend because that storm was brewing the whole time. Yeah. The, the, the storm killed all, all my plans, I man. I had some plans to, to really hang out and do some bar hopping with the wifey and whatnot. We always do it on like three day weekends, just hang out me and her. But it definitely like ruined everything, but I got to chill. Like you said, spend some time with the family. We all inside now, sheltered up. It's been raining for like two days straight, so we just chilling, man. Uh, I got the grill going actually right now. I might burn some chicken trying to do this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. man. Hey, hey, stay safe. Stay careful, man. It's crazy to think. I mean, right now, we we're recording this on Monday night. It looks like it's going to stay off the coast. But to, to look off the coast of uh, South Florida, I mean, I've got my, my parents and my brother are still in the Coral Springs area. I've got some family in Boynton Beach and West Palm and uh, Deerfield Beach, Lighthouse Point, that area. And to see a storm that's that big and that devastating just sitting out there like 100 miles off the coast is scary. Scary sight to see. Hopefully that, that trough comes through, moves in north, and everybody stays safe, man. But uh, prayers to everybody in the Bahamas. So can I know you got family Absolutely. there. So uh, prayers to them. And, um, you know, I know that we're talking about doing some stuff. So uh, so stay tuned to that and, and what we're going to try to do. Yeah, we'll try to do something to help those people out after, after the storm and, and, and post-storm help or whatever man but it, it's crazy i got my uncle over there that's the only one i really got communication with right now um he's pretty much just saying everybody's safe uh, i do have a few family members in freeport but most of my family's in nassau long island but i do have a few family members in freeport that's where the storm's kind of just sitting over right now so we'll see you know what i'm saying when the news or whatever when everything clears up man but right now everything sounds great man well, pray, prayers up to them i, I don't know I don't even know what I, – I can't even imagine what that's like going through. I mean, they, they've described it as basically sitting in an 18-hour tornado. So I can't imagine what that's going through. So so hopefully, uh, you know, they make it out and they're able to – gosh, it got, I, I don't even have the words for it. So, you know, prayers to them and, and, and their families and, and the folks down there that we can uh, we can help them rebuild. Hey, man, you want to get Landry on here, talk some uh, college football around the country? We had a bye week, man. So before we get into our matchup with Tennessee Martin – Let's get my man Landry on here and, and shoot the shenanigans about college football around the country. Y'all down? Let's do it. Let's go. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And now it's time for our Brun Insurance Guest of the Week. This guest is brought to you by Brown Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg can take care of you. Uh, if you got any insurance issues after this storm with your home or anything like that, hit Greg up, see if he can take care of you if your insurance company is not doing um, the right thing by you. Big policies, big coverage. First time on the show, we got Chris Landry college football analyst and also has several shows on the big three roll-up network chris how's it going man 
I am doing good, gentlemen. Good to be with you and uh, hope all is well. So how are you enjoying these first two weeks of college football? Uh, post well, week one? yeah, it's been, uh, it, you know, it, the thing about it, it's we learn a little bit about a lot of teams, but not a lot about anybody. You know, it's um, you get a, you know, some of the matchups are a little bit more competitive, so you can put more into it. But I always say that, you know, a team never stays the same. They either get better or they get worse. Um, there's some, you know, uh, eyebrow raising results like at Tennessee, um, the collapse at Florida state, um, you know, uh, South Carolina struggles. There, there's some of those that are maybe alarming to some degree, but I always say, don't get too excited. Don't get too down because it's a long way to go. And it's about where you go from here. Which, which team impressed you the most in week one? You know, um, it's a really good question because everybody had some of their flaws. I thought um, LSU played a really clean game. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, Clemson, for, for their results, didn't play as well. Alabama didn't run block all that well. Georgia didn't play well after the early stage. I'm talking about relatively – Speaking of right. who they are, Auburn got a great win, but didn't didn't play um, very well. I mean, they Oregon probably should have won that game. Uh, I would say mm-hmm. that Oklahoma, yeah. LSU stood out as doing a really nice job. Um, you know, again, would I put a whole lot into it yet? Not necessarily, but I thought those really stood. I'm trying to think. You know, uh, in the Big Ten. Ohio State didn't play well for the second half. I, you know, I tell you, I can see some improvement with some teams in the Big Ten, but I, I would probably stick to the teams that I mentioned right now. And then I'm sure I'm missing some folks that did a that did a nice job that that I saw, but nobody really stood out. I, t- I give you, I give you a team. Let, no, let me give you another one that I think is going to be better than I ever thought this year, and it's it's Boston College. Very impressed with how they played. For them to have some playmakers, um, I thought they were very impressive, and I think they're going to be more athletic than we normally see BC. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, doing major damage nationally or anything like that. I'm just talking about for BC, they may surprise some folks and finish with a little better record than um, anybody thought. So then, on the the opposite side of that, who disappointed you the most? And Week zero, week one. Oh, it's got to be Tennessee. I mean, that was the worst performance <laughs> of any. But I mean, it was just a was complete disaster. There was some mm-hmm. effort issues. There were plenty of assignment issues on defense. Um, you know, you just you you play a team that I think has maybe one of the three or four worst looking rosters in the Sun Belt. And they completely manhandled Tennessee. That that was beyond the oh, I think I think South Carolina, I mean, collapsing. I mean, they gave up two ninety plus mm-hmm. drives late and had tons of mistakes. Um it, now Bentley's out with a foot injury. That was really a bad loss. And then mm-hmm. Florida State's collapse. I mean, uh, th- those are the things that probably jumped out at me as um, the most alarming things. Look, I mean, I thought Ole Miss would lose to Memphis. 
Um, Missouri going out to Wyoming and losing, not a not a good look. They didn't play well, but I it, to me it's it's about Tennessee, mm-hmm. South Carolina, and Florida State. Those were the three that just stood out and like a sore thumb and said, "Man, that that uh, that was really tough to watch." Yeah, I, I think I think for me, I, I'm curious to see which one of those teams has the worst response to that. You know, is Florida State completely demoralized now? Is Tennessee completely demoralized now? Are they going to be able to bounce back? Yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, South Carolina had a bad loss, but they they still, you know, they're going to struggle for uh, for bowl uh, eligibility as well. So I think all three of those teams needed that win, and all three of them didn't. So I don't know if this is just the snowball starting to tumble, but I can see things going haywire for all three teams, and you know, maybe all three coaches being gone by the end of the season. Uh, listen, I tell you, it is um, for South Carolina. I mean, you're talking about they're going to have to beat anybody that's a, a, a question mark game. You know, Kentucky, who they haven't beaten in like five years, they got to beat them. They got to beat Missouri. They got to beat everybody because they're not going to obviously beat Clemson and Georgia. They're going to have to beat everybody they're supposed to beat to this point to go six and six because they just lost their seventh win, and so that's really tough. And it's the fourth year. Um, that becomes difficult for Tennessee. There's a danger of losing, you know, the program, so to speak. They're not gonna. They're not gonna buy him out. I mean, and you know, Florida mm-hmm. State's a, a mess, and you know, they probably made a. I think made a bad hire when they did it, and it's even worse than I thought. But I don't, you know, well, I, I, there, there, you talk about being in a pickle. You say you got um, it. So you got to pick one, know, one of those three teams to make a bowl. Which one would you pick? South Carolina, Florida State, and um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, South Carolina's schedule's way, way more difficult than the other two. But mm-hmm. I, I think they're, they've got a better, I mean, they're a better team. I would probably go with, um, Man, I you know I, I I'm not I'm not I probably would go with Florida State, but I'm not real proud of it. I, I don't know that any of them are gonna gonna get to that point. Uh, it, it's just I don't you know it, it, I don't know. Um, we might have to combine wins from the three to get one bowl team, but no, it's it's a difficult spot, particularly for Tennessee and Florida State. Florida State and their financial situation, they're they're in no position to buy him out after two years where they're going to get that money yet. They got a disaster on their hands, I think, unless unless they can really turn things around in a positive way. And as we said, maybe maybe get to six wins, they can at least sell it for another year. Uh, but that that was the but the worst way they could probably lose a game. Hey, hey Chris, how, I've got another how, question. This this is about going back to to Oklahoma that we talked about a little bit earlier. How much longer do you think Lincoln Riley stays in Oklahoma? Do you think he's a lifer there? Do you think maybe he goes off to the NFL or to a different program? I mean, because I think that if he stays at Oklahoma for the next decade and a half, two years, or uh, 20 years, he's obviously a relatively young guy. He may go down as one of the best coaches in Oklahoma history, maybe one of the best coaches in college football history, if he can figure out defense. What do you think is, is kind of next for Lincoln Riley, or where do you think his ceiling is? Uh, as a coach at Oklahoma? Well, I think what's next is for him trying to take that step and winning a championship. He's, 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, the program in the Big 12, and I think Texas is getting better, and the challenges are going to be even greater. But he's gotten there. He's gotten to the playoffs. He has played Georgia and Alabama for a half very well in both of those games. But I have been on record in saying that I think they need to become a little bit better with the four-minute offense. I think the pace of their offense is going to lend problems always to their defense. And I thought, as I said, in in most of last night's game, they were much more organized and where they were supposed to be alignment-wise, and that's fine. But I want to see it through the course of the year. You know, and see it against really good teams. Um, and you know, can they get it done in the playoffs? If they win a title, um, look, I think I don't think Lincoln is going to be there for a long time. I, I think that um, I don't know. It's more about timing and what opportunities are there. I think he's smart enough to understand that when if he wants to make the jump to the NFL, and I think that opportunity with his ability in an offensive league with working with quarterbacks and scheming guys open, all things that are very, very congruent to the pro game, I think he'll get that opportunity. But I think he understands it needs to be, at least I hope he does, it needs to be the right situation. So if he ends up you know, going into a bad situation, he doesn't have a quarterback or he doesn't have a path to get his quarterback or he doesn't have good front office management, that you know he's better off staying where he is, that he needs to go with the right situation. So I – I don't know that I have a time frame. It may be after this year. It may be in five years. Uh, but I don't think, see him being at, at Oklahoma as a lifer, personally. Do you think Jalen Hurts is the favorite after week one to win the Heisen Trophy, or do you think it's still Trevor Lawrence just based on kind of expectation? Uh, I think it's way early. I mean, you know, if you just looked at who played better of the two in the first week, it's hurts, but you know, I mean, no one's going to really pay a whole lot of attention to the fact that Trevor Lawrence wasn't real sharp in week one. If he's tearing it up and, you know, beating people, we all know that that trophy every year gets handed out by the media in, in October and, and no one ever, you know, I mean, it's always what you do in November that matters. And so I, I think while there's going to be the, the typical, conversation with the the typical players i think it's going to depend upon who's doing the most on a really good team and elevating their team and probably late october early no in uh, all the way through november is going to decide it so i guess if you're having one of those polls you probably put jalen up there near the top but i haven't really given it a whole lot of thought you know in terms of who had the best days at quarterback it's probably a few people that quite frankly won't even be in the heisman race because they'll probably fall off, uh, all things considered. Lange, if you had to today choose uh, two teams in the national championship, I, I personally had mine on a big three roll-up as uh, Oklahoma-Bama, and Jalen Hurts get some revenge. Um, I got Oklahoma winning it all this year. Who would you have right now, just off of, like, well, season, what you know about teams? Well, how about for storylines? You know, if you got Oklahoma and Alabama, and if you had Georgia and Ohio State, I mean, wouldn't that be something? You know, you've got you know pretty good, some good teams right there, and then you got you know the transfer quarterback going to yeah you know you got you know you got you know so that would be interesting. Um, I think that right now 
as we're early into the season, all I can look at is the roster as it is currently uh, constituted. And I, I think Alabama, Clemson, I think Georgia are really talented. I think I need to see more of Oklahoma in their improvement on defense. I think they'd be in the mix. I think Ohio State would be in the mix. Um, I think that fourth spot is a little bit shaky at this point. I would say that um, there's a possibility due to some injuries that we could see Alabama and Clemson not be as dominant as I would have thought, say, a month ago. And maybe it's a little bit more even. But I don't I – don't, listen, there's not 10 teams in the country that can win the national championship. We all know there's a small group, and it's probably from the teams that I mentioned – um, and I think it may be a struggle to figure out who the fourth team is. We may have three or four teams for that fourth spot, and we may have three teams that are really good. I think Georgia's going to be really good. Um, I think that their offensive line and their running game is going to carry them, and I think their defense is going to grow up. But, you know, they had uh, a, a really a screwball game last year in Baton Rouge against LSU. Uh, that can't happen again. That that game ultimately cost them a shot at the playoffs. So uh, I still think that you know Georgia Alabama is they're headed towards a collision course more than likely, but we'll see. It's really early, and a lot could change that. Hey Chris, so I got a question. This is Ahmad. Uh Who looked the best on defense uh, week one um, throughout the nation? Like who who impressed you the most? Well, I tell you. You know, um, in spurts, because of their, like, for example, Auburn's defensive front got blocked in the first half by Oregon. Oregon did a nice job on them. But, boy, did they carry that team that played very vanilla on offense. I got to give them a, a, an attaboy for how well they played. Uh, I also have to look at um, who you're playing against. Like, you know, I – I thought Stanford's defense played very well, but they played an offense in Northwestern. They had no passing attack. So I can't really look at them and say, you know, it's all that impressive. Um, so, I mean, I, to me, LSU, a Georgia Southern offense that can move it well in the option, got nothing going on against LSU. Uh, so I, I think that th- there's not a lot of opponents that just looked, I looked at and said, wow, you know, this is this is the t- I, I'll give you you know one and in a loss. I, I thought Ole Miss's defense played pretty well, holding a very good Memphis offense. It's just the offense was so bad. Um, there's just not a lot of teams that had a very difficult challenge. I thought Alabama's defense did a nice job against an offense that's kind of rebuilding with a new quarterback at Duke. But there's not a lot of good on good matchups. I would say. That even though they didn't play well early, Auburn shutting out Oregon's offense for seven straight drives, the last seven drives, mm-hmm. and allowing that team to That's have a big. chance to come back and win it, that was pretty impressive. Um, you, you can you can poke holes in them in the first half, but boy, that second half was enough to say, wow. Where would you put Florida's defensive performance from week zero? I know it's two weeks ago, but but how would you compare that to what you saw in week uh, in Um yeah, it's almost like it's almost like that was a month ago. It was a week, you know, just yeah. a week ago. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I really thought their pressure was outstanding. I, you know, Miami's got some youth on the offensive line that has to be factored in. 
but I thought it was really, I thought it was a really good performance. I think Florida is going to be very good on defense again. I think that they're going to generate good pressure. I like their ability to hold up in coverage. Um, I thought they were really good. You know, I would say that uh, if I were going to just compare it, like to say Auburn, you know, Oregon's got a really veteran quarterback in a good, I think that they're better than Miami's offense, at least as it was last week. So I'd probably give a little bit of an edge, but I would say that that, that, that Florida performance was, was pretty good. It may have been kind of labeled as sloppy and all that, and it was, but so are some other games that I saw around the country. It's just that that was the focal point in the country. I, I Listen, I think Florida is going to get better and better. I don't agree with people that think they're, they're as talented as Florida, but I think that they're mm-hmm. well coached. I worry about them offensively. They've got to run the football well, and they need to stay healthy up front in the offensive line. I think that they're mm-hmm. very creative on offense. I think that, you know, Franks is, is what he is, and that is a guy that Dan can manage very well that is going to be a, a pre-designed reader of coverage and go with the football where it's pre-designed, and that's why you get some big-time throws and some really – screwball decisions that you think what the heck's going on there that the the thing he's got to do and he does very well from a coaching standpoint is to kind of minimize what a quarterback can do you know camouflage what he can't do very well and, and accentuate what he does well so I think Florida is going to have some challenges obviously in the league throughout the course of the year but I think the defense is going to keep them in a lot of games and then you know, I, I know Felipe Franks got a, a lot of um, probably a lot of scrutiny after the game or during the game. Uh, how do you think Felipe Franks is going to do this year? I know that you you just kind of mentioned it, uh, but what do you think is his ceiling? And then how do you think that his ceiling, wherever you determine is, affects how Florida does this year? Is he going to be the defact, or is he going to be the reason that Florida is a a 10 and two and 11 and one team, or do you think that he just is what he is? And there's a lot of other things that are going to play to, to how Florida actually well, does. And that he, 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 here's the thing. Big. Yeah, no, he, here's the thing. If they don't run the football well and they have to put the game more in his hands, it's not going to be as good of a season for Florida is they, they would hope because what's going to happen is you've got a really good defense. As I just mentioned, but if you turn the ball over and make mistakes, you, you're, you know, look, they, they could have a blown out Miami or B, you know, had Miami come back and jump on them with all Florida's mistakes and cut a loss by 10 points. I mean, that's the variable in one game right there. Well, as you go against other teams week in and week out, I mean, just, we talked about it earlier. Look at South Carolina. They're up 20 to nine and really North Carolina is not doing anything. They give up two big drives, a couple of dumb mistakes on defense. They turned it over three times in like the last quarter. You're not going to win when you do that. So Mm -hmm. if Florida is not able to run the football and, and play to the strength of the team, which is the defense, and they put it in Frank's hands, it's going to be a mixed bag. He's going to make some big plays. He's going to make some mistakes. Um, if you look at it, even last year, 
he didn't play particularly well against good defenses. They beat LSU, and he didn't play particularly well when I broke down the tape, but they won. They played good defense. LSU couldn't score enough on offense. Defensively, they made a couple of big plays. There you go. Big time win in the swamp. I think that's what they're going to have to be. That's what they're going to have to do. So if they have to put a lot on Felipe's shoulders, it's going to be a mixed bag. I'm not saying they can't win. I'm just saying that you're basically taking the variable and, and swinging it more in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. up and down. It could go either way category. Whereas I think at the line of scrimmage, it's just look at it. They're better than Kentucky. God knows they're better than Tennessee. I mean, it's Auburn, it's LSU, it's Georgia, you know, Missouri, although we know uh, that was an awful performance, that those are the four games to where you look at and you say, those four teams can match up with Florida personnel-wise. The other games, you can marginalize what you do and how you do it. And I, I think you you could, you know, win uh, the, the other games. And those four, listen, I still think you should be able to beat Missouri. Why that's been such a dip? I mean, I know why because I've I've studied the games, but I can't figure mm-hmm. out why it's been why it continues to be a problem. Um, but look, I mean, I think Auburn, LSU at LSU, and you know, obviously Georgia and Auburn. Th- those are tough games. Those are games that Florida could play well and still lose. I, I think the other games, Florida would have to play poorly mm-hmm. to lose the game. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I just think that Franks is getting a lot of scrutiny just because they, probably everybody was watching his game. You know, but to see a guy, you know, go, what, 19 for 27. And I know he had a couple mistakes there uh, in the game. And, you know, one of them was probably a, a, a fluke tipped pass that, that got intercepted. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day to go, you know, 19 for 27 for 254 yards against a team that had, what, the number three, number four defense last year. And he, I feel like he's getting some undue scrutiny compared to well, you know, some of the other but here's the thing. quarterbacks that didn't do as well. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned about week one. I'm concerned oh, I, about yeah. what he's done throughout his career. And here's the thing. It's yeah. not about stats or numbers. It's about decision-making. It's about sure. protecting the football. I, I don't – in terms of the ability to make plays, he's got that. It's not the plays that you mm-hmm. make from the quarterback positions. It's the plays you don't make. Because you touch it sure. on every play. You've got – in other words, you will relinquish the great throws – for the good decisions. If you sure. manage the game, if you, and what is managing the game, protecting the football. If you do that, mm-hmm. the big plays will come because if you make good decisions and you protect the football, you're and you can run the football. Well, you're going to get good man, uh, man coverage opportunities. You're going to get the middle of the field vacated. And then it's pretty easy throws. Then, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, but when it's, you lock onto a guy and you make a big mistake. You can go 10 for 10 and make sure. eight of the best throws you ever see. But when, if you make a bad read and you turn it over that it takes seven explosive plays to make up for one mistake. So you can't sure. possibly make enough big plays to overcome mistakes at the highest level of football, the major college and the NFL level. So for me with Felipe, it's always been about a couple of things. Yeah, it's a slow release. I don't think he has really good foot quickness, but the guy's pretty athletic when he can run. I, I think Dan, I, and I've told Dan that I, he's gotten more out of Felipe than I ever thought 
was there. But I, I, I recognize the guy's physical gifts to throw the ball. That is, that is the least important thing when it comes to quarterbacking. You have to have requisite arm strength to throw the football to all parts of the field. But you have to make good decisions. You know, I don't want to put them in the same class, but I want to make a comparison that just is away from Florida because I think sometimes it makes people – look at Jake Bentley. I mean, that kid has mm-hmm. played for a long time, and that kid has got mm-hmm. good arm talent, and he can throw it. And he, there are games I can make you a tape where you say this guy is all-conference, could be all-American. That guy makes mistake after mistake after mm-hmm. mistake, and it kills his team. And you're up 20 yeah. to 9. They didn't need big plays. They needed right. good decisions. And, and it killed them. And it's not all on Bentley. It's the offensive line protection. They couldn't run the football. Mm-hmm. So the, all of this stuff affects the quarterback. But from the quarterback position, you got to help them, which I think they do. And let me just say this. I think in the case of Felipe, the thing that I would say is until Dan got there, he didn't have really good coaching. He's got good coaching right. now. So when he start goes kind of off the reservation from a decision-making standpoint, I'm thinking – Oh my God! You know that's when you you know if you're a head coach you start grabbing for the thumbs and you're thinking you know what 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 is what is this because you know you just can't what he does from a vision standpoint he goes with a predetermined route where he thinks it's going to be and he doesn't rec- he's not even looking he is going there like he's got blinders on and again that leads to a some big plays positively or negatively so that's my only thing with him it's Nothing against the young man, of course. I root for him, and as I said, he's done uh, he's he's done better even than I thought to this point. And hopefully, if it can settle down, I think it, to answer your initial question, I think it is going to be a huge factor towards Florida being able to mm-hmm. achieve some of those goals of being really, really good or just good. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, a lot of things gonna come down to Frank's man. I, I, I think Dan's gonna put him in positions to. To make easy reads and to get people in space to make plays, uh, he just got to just not turn the ball over. But appreciate you for coming on and hanging out with us, Chris, man. Always hey, great content and information. Hey, thanks a bunch, guys. I appreciate you. You guys be safe there. We're thinking and praying for all of you guys uh, out there. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks a bunch. Absolutely. All right, thanks a lot. We'll thanks, do Chris. it, man. Appreciate that. Chris Landry. Uh-huh. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, great content. Dude knows his stuff, man. He's entrenched in all this information that's just in his head. It's always dope to get him on there. Who was your, uh, I mean, speaking to some of the questions that we guys had, who was your biggest uh, you know, team that impressed you this weekend and, and which team you know, let you down? Which team let me down? Um, I'm going to say Oregon surprised you how bad they were. I think, I think, I think Oregon is... I think the talent is there with Oregon. I think they're in an easy conference, and I think they kind of dropped the ball to kind of put themselves in a position to be a player this year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Oregon because they had that game in the bag. Uh, so what, do you, what did you think about Auburn watching that game? Did you think they're as good as people hyping, hyping them up to be? I think the defense is, is, is legit. I, I said it before the game. That's how I, thought, I thought they would win off of their, their, their defense. I said that on the big three roll-up. I thought Auburn would beat them. Because of defense, but their offense, I mean, they playing Bo Nix, young guy. It's it's a little sketchy, but Gus could dial up a few plays here and there for them to break a few, but their offense is 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 clunky right now. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. I uh, like us in that matchup though. They don't. They didn't. Look, it didn't look smooth, man. I seen a lot of a lot of gaps and stuff that 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 Oregon, Oregon could took advantage of. But they just like I said. I don't think Crystal Ball's a good play caller. I think yeah. he's a recruiter. He got a little Willie in him. Yeah, they got they got some big receivers on the outside. Auburn does, and um, you know they got a young quarterback. He did. I mean, he, he did okay. You know, for for the whole nation to be hyping him up the way they did. I mean, he threw a lot his, of his ball. receiver wants some fifty fifty balls. So yeah, we gotta win fifty fifty yeah. balls when we play them. Yeah, yeah. they want some fifty fifty balls down the stretch. That, that, that's what it's gonna come down to. Is, is you know, um, can we make him beat us? You know, because and stopping the run, we gotta stop the run um, and, and make him beat us. Uh, Tennessee disappointed me bad. Uh, I, I was not impressed yeah. with their performance. Uh, I saw guys out there, uh, and no disrespect to those, those uh, you know, uh, former teams um, that were poor on special teams and stuff. But this this Tennessee team was poor all the way around. Um, I thought they, you know, uh, looked like they weren't ready. Um, they didn't look in shape. They didn't look like they knew how to mm-hmm. tackle uh, or anything. So, um, you know, I haven't seen Tennessee like that in a, ever. You know, I hope they get it together. Um, but, uh, you know, Oregon as well, they, they, they shocked me too. I thought they would pull that one out. But Oklahoma's uh, offense uh, surprised me. I didn't think they were going to be clicking the way they did. They came out clicking. They came out firing. Uh, it, and it was nonstop all night. Uh, they didn't let up at all. At all. I don't know. If, you know, I, I, thought I, you- I had that feel. I had that feel. I kind of had that feel that it was going to get rolling out of the gate. Riley just in his bag with, with the transfer quarterback, mm-hmm. with getting Heisman's. He's just in his bag. Jalen Hurts is a mature kid that came in ready to work. I got him as my – I had him as my husband went out the gate. So, I, I thought it was going to be what it was. I Man, it's going to be interesting to see when they play more competitive teams. But I like what I saw out of them boys for sure. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys hit the nail on the head. I think we had to talk about it. You know, Florida State was a team that, you know, I was at, the, uh, at a bar with my wife on uh, Saturday watching the, uh, the game for a little bit. And uh, to see – not watching that game on purpose, but it was on uh, in the background there, and just to watch to to see how how good they looked in the first half, probably. And I know that they're doing a lot of trick plays, and it seems like they uh, they're kind of you know showing everything that they had uh, you know under the sleeve in the first half. But but they, I mean, that is just a spectacular uh, you know letdown for for them and their fans. Uh, they gave up uh, what 400 yards passing to a true freshman. That just it's just incredible to see how the uh, how, how far it's it's fallen and at FSU they they didn't look in shape they were cramping up they were you know getting injured or getting injured pardon me they they just didn't look like they were in the game and so that's why I asked Landry I mean it just seems like you know this could be a time that you know the wheels could fall off at, at Florida State I mean you have a you know it was awesome. has, yeah I, it I was mean, awesome. just, I mean it's sad I mean it's it's good for us right but it's sad to see how how quickly you know the wheels have fallen off and i mean it doesn't even look like a good program right now i mean not even just good coaching everything from top to bottom just seems messed up there uh and then ahmad you said i mean oklahoma looked or uh so you said it oklahoma looked really good clemson looked good i mean kind of these teams that you thought would look good did you know alabama started off slow but they ended up you know just wiping the floor with duke so um you know there was some some weird upsets you know missouri losing to wyoming that's a weird one uh, you know, Iowa State, who's ranked in the top 20, well, I think they're 21. You know, they went to triple overtime in Northern Iowa. It was a, kind of a weird first week, and it kind of meant – Yeah, uh, and that four-point Miami that. win feel okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel bad at all about that, so. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I enjoy Florida State looking terrible. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Um, at one point in the game, it was so funny, bro. At one point in the game, my wife came through and I'm cheering for Boise, and she's like, "Well, they're losing like 31 to 13." I was like, "This ain't. I was like, it ain't over." She laughed at me and walked off. <laughs> All right. State is. Oh, come back. Exactly. Here. Man, this <laughs> ain't the Florida State you grew up cheering for. This ain't <laughs> over. <laughs> no. They, they was moving the ball the whole game. I said, man, this is That's right. We let him off the hook. And we let him off the Boise did not let him off the hook. Yeah, shout out to the Boise Potato Hey, boys. hey, yeah. shout out to Boise fans for Gator chomping in there, too, man. Oh, was, really? Man, yeah, I'm like, that was dope. That was dope. Y'all went in the people's stadium with orange and blue on. And then. Yeah. They're my play cousins now. Yeah. They're just the cousins. Maybe <laughs> or something. Back to back games for Florida State and Doug Campbell, where it ended with just orange and blue in the crowd. And the ref saved them from getting that forty burger. Ref felt bad for them. Oh, they felt bad for them too. <laughs> felt real bad for the people. Oh, hey, Dan, yeah. let's get into our Tennessee uh, Martin matchup. All right, perfect. Uh, this week, our, our Tennessee Martin uh, Florida matchup is brought to you by uh, South Georgia Pecan. Uh, we talked about them on Friday's podcast as well, but uh, but big shout out to them. Uh, if you are looking for anything, uh, pecan, almond, peanut, macadamia nut, whatever it might be, chocolate-covered, white chocolate-covered, probably any flavor under the sun, you can reach out to our friends over at uh, South Georgia Pecan Company. Uh, they're over in Valdosta, Florida. You can reach out to them at georgiapecan.com, uh, or you can reach out to them at 800-732-2646. Again, South Georgia Pecan Company, big fan. We appreciate them sending us some gifts. Again, South Georgia Pecan, uh, georgiapecan.com, 800-732-2646. So, yeah, so Florida has a matchup uh, this week against Tennessee Martin. If you're wondering where Martin is, uh, I had to look it up just before we got on the podcast today. It's like slightly northeast of Memphis a bit. So uh, huh. it's like barely in Tennessee and almost in Indiana. I figured it was in Tennessee too. So. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> in Tennessee. So. That's some um, false advertisement if it's not. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> New York Jets and yeah. Giants, man, playing in Jersey or whatever. That's right. And the Tennessee Martin Skyhawks, whatever Skyhawk is, are coming to Gainesville 1-0. They beat the Northwestern State Demons, which if memory serves me right, Northwestern State's in Arkansas. They beat them 42-20. to uh, just was going through here. It looks like they had control of the game for most of it. Uh, they were down a little bit in the second, and then just really took off in the third and fourth. Their quarterback, uh, a guy named Sean uh, Epler. They, no, they were, I, think, six, I think they were going? down. I think they were down a half. They were down a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were they're down yeah. 20 to 14. 20 to 14. 20, yeah. yeah, 28 straight uh, in the second half there. Their quarterback, Shelton Epler, which is about as wide a name as I ever heard, uh, 43 yeah. completions on 62 attempts. Uh, 387 yards. They dropped them back 60-something times. 62 times. Incredible. Green it got go dumb. Uh, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh, go. man. They, Crazy. they rushed I mean, the ball, I don't know, 20-ish times or so uh, for about, I don't know, let's do some quick math, for about 80 yards, 80, 80 90 yards there. So uh, definitely a very pass-heavy team. But for a team that threw the ball – 62 times only have 387 yards is, is certainly not uh, doesn't stand out to you. Yeah, man, this is a uh, this is a stat game. This is one of the games where we we fine tune some things, work on some plays, and work on execution, cleaning some stuff up. 
Uh, we're favored by like forty points or something ridiculous, something like that, right? I can't. I can't yeah, I think it's forty-two that. points. I think I yeah. think it's a forty-two point uh, UF favorite, and I think the over/under is fifty-nine. So I mean, they're absolutely expecting Florida to absolutely dominate them, and not a lot of Tennessee Martin to score either. What do you want to see out of? Uh, what do you want to see cleaned up, Black? Uh, we just got to got to clean up. Uh, you know the, the, the stupid penalties, the the fifteen yard yard ones, the the late hits and the hit out of bounds. Uh, those kind of things. We've got to clean up uh, the offensive line play with false starts. We're at home, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, the crowd shouldn't be, you know, too much of a, a hassle on offense when we got the ball. Uh, you know, uh, I expect our defense to come out, uh, rush the quarterback a lot. They got one receiver, Quan uh, Shorts. He's pretty good. Got 12 receptions for 100 and, 111 yards last game with two touchdowns. Um, that may be the big target. I expect uh, to see Hendo probably on him. Um, lock that down. Uh Pretty sure we could be able to handle these guys. Um, this is the type of game that we got to go in and, and, and polish up and get ready for the SEC um, matchup the week after. Uh, you know, just just basically, you know, cleaning up all the things that we did wrong in the Miami game. Yeah, I want to see my safeties take better angles, and I want to see my defense wrap guys up and get guys on the ground. For I sure. don't see no for broken sure. tackles, man. Yeah, for sure. That's one of the things I want to see cleaned up is just uh, more for sure tackling on the um, – on, from defense. What about you, Dan? I want to see. I want to see them figure out uh, timing a little bit better on these routes. And I know that you you're not going to be able to see because these guys should be able to run run wide open against some of these DBs. Uh, but especially for some of these routes with. Uh, with running back um, passes, you know, we talked a little bit about on Friday and then last week's show that I want to see, you know, P. Ryan getting the ball where, where it needs to be when, when he's getting that ball thrown to him so he can, you know, have time to make a play. Uh, you know, I want to see the offensive line just get more snaps under the belt. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I thought they played well against uh, Miami, but, you know, the only thing that's going to make them better and, and is, is time together, is communication, is chemistry, and then just more snaps. So, you know, if they can get some of that stuff cleaned up on the offensive side of the ball, and then if we can just, you know, continue to hone in on that safety play and then get, you know, our DBs back in game shape and, you know, figure out where the best five are going to be able to play. You know, I think that Florida, like you guys said at the beginning, you know, Florida should be able to run away really quickly with this one for obvious reasons. You know, and then from there, it's, it's just working on those fine-tuning things. And, you know, from there, uh, you know, hopefully get your second string guys in. I, I'd love to see Emory Jones get some meaningful snaps. I'd love to see, you know, Jacob Copeland to get, you know, the ball quite a bit. I'd love to see, you know, if you have anything in Rick Wells, I'd love to be able to see, you know, some of these guys you've heard about, you know, Kamori Gamble get some more playing time. Some of these guys that are on the fringe of those ones are being able to get some meaningful playing time, hopefully get some snaps under their belt just to, to see a little bit more about what they can do. But at the end of the day, the only thing that I care about is getting, out with a W and any out with a team that doesn't get injured at all. Those are the only two things that I care about. Yeah. Also, I want to see the offensive lines to get running backs open lanes to run the ball. This this Tennessee Martin defensive uh, front seven. And I'm not. They're not. It's not, nothing to write home about it, but they're pretty decent in their league against the run with their ranking and whatnot. So it'll be a, at least a decent scrimmage to see if we can uh, spring some big runs and whatnot. So I definitely want to see the run game blocking improve. I want to see some of the, uh, those offensive guys touch the ball as well. Um, I'm not too – I've been seeing a lot of this on the internet too. Um, you know, people saying give the young guys a chance. But, young, listen, uh, you earn your chance to play in practice. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, no, this, in the game is no, not a time for, for we, us to just throw young guys in there to play. No, hell no. Nah. We got to get ready for the season. This shit got to go. We, 
I mean, are they are they satisfied with the clicking, the way the offense was clicking in, in Miami game? Hell no, we got to get that shit going. It's no no disrespect to the young guys, but you had all fall to try to try, try to earn your way on the field. It's go time now. So not every practice, that's when the young guys got to show up so they can be ready in the game. We we don't want to get to the game and put in young guys just to just a lab rat and see if they they gonna play okay. Also, man, uh, let me get this out of the way. We get this uh, few because we we starting to wind down a little bit at time. And TJ gonna be on me about these commercials. Uh, we having big three roll up watch parties. If you're in West Palm, um, we're right over here at Smoke Inn off of Village Boulevard. It's a David off uh, cigar lounge. Real cool bar. I'm cool with the owners there and the GM. Um, they letting us come over there and just pretty much hang out. We'll have a little DJ over there. There's no cover. So, I mean, sofa's in a real relaxing spot. The patio's nice, fan, cool place to hang out, man. Also, if you're in Tampa, Bay Canyon Beer Company. Uh, Josh Newberg and TJ will be out there hanging out doing the same thing, man. Uh, I'll be there, no- too. Okay, Dan, pulling up, too. I, I, I didn't make the flyer this time. Oh, that- oh okay, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody, I mean, and at both of these, at both of these, uh, if, Spots, big three games be going on at the same time. So you kind of see all three games going on, but everything's going to be chill, chill environment. And Bay Canyon Big Company is at 2106 West Main Street, Tampa, Florida, man. Any other questions, just hit up me or TJ or the uh, big three roll-up account. We'll see you in the right direction. Anything else? I mean, any, do we have any suspensions, any injury updates, anybody that's going to miss this game? I don't think we have any new injury updates. And then suspension updates, we're kind of in the dark. I mean, that, that kind of stuff is going to come out on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if a certain player is still missing. I'm not going to, you know, espouse any conjecture on who that might be. Uh, but, you know, I still think there might be a suspension. I think everybody kind of knows, man. The elephant <laughs> in the room is uh, is Brad Stewart. I think yeah. Mullen, Mullen is not going to tip his hand. No matter the opponent, to let them know about suspensions or even the fans, he's keeping all that in house. So, I mean, the speculation that he may miss this game, but we'll see on Saturday. But that's that's much. a guy that you know. Again, going back to what I talked about, you know, getting some of this rust off of the DBs. If he does play, you know, he's a guy that Florida is going to need big next week when they got you know Kentucky's quarterback coming in. You know, who's a mobile guy, and so you're you're going to need a guy like Brad Stewart that's going to be able to help you know lock down both on you know, whatever spy support he's going to need or, you know, second or third level support he's going to need as a running quarterback. And then obviously, you know, he's not a bad passer either. So, you know, coming in and, and playing a team like Kentucky who, you know, did lose some playmakers, but it's still, you know, not a bad team. Definitely not the Kentucky that you, you know, you know the three of us grew up watching. So, you know, it's going to be important for these guys to, to work out some of this rust. And, you know, Black, I don't want you to think that I think that just because these guys are younger, they deserve playing time. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you also have some of these guys that, you know, are your potential fringe guys that you want to see what, what they can be, you know, just in case an injury does happen. And you don't want, you know, their first snap to be, you know, replacing somebody in the middle of an LSU game if you can get them some time in the, the second half to potentially avoid some injuries. Now, I'm not saying that everybody deserves a medal or everybody deserves a trophy and everybody deserves playing time. But at the end of the day, Florida's got to be smart about their decision-making to make sure that they're putting you know themselves in a situation where if they need depth that those guys have, you know, some live action snaps under their belt, you know, where they're used to getting hit or hitting other people compared to practice where you're, you know, not going to be able to do that. Now, who am I to say that to a guy that played college football and in the NFL, even if it was for only three years, uh, you know, but still that's just, you know, kind of what I'm, 
you know, getting that, you know, when I say that. Yeah, these guys definitely need some 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 game reps, but I think people were more on the lines of, you know, because I I seen they were saying that after the starting lineups were put out, and I'm like, what the hell you mean you want so and so to start? Like, no, like what what is this? You know, we we still got a game to play, game to win. You know. So, yeah, I mean, you work your you work your normal rotation to get guys reps like that. If it gets real ugly, of course we'll see the younger guys. But I think also I want to see I want to see a lot of second half Emory Jones. Um, I think the fans want to see some of them. I think it'd be good for him to get some reps uh, before we get into some meaningful SEC play. So I think that's very important as well. Is seeing Emory get out there and pitch it around and get some production and experience. Absolutely, and if you. Could- and if you can make it to the game, definitely try to make it up there. Tickets should be pretty cheap. Go support the boys. Uh, you know, I know this has been a pretty stressful week for everybody that's in the state of Florida, you know, maybe except for the folks in the panhandle, but everybody from Tampa to Fort well, They Miles, shit going to look like a hurricane hitting two. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, if you're looking for something to do, if you stressed out all week, you know, that game should be a, a, a decent one to, uh, to be able to go take your family to and enjoy it. So go support the guys. Uh, you only have seven home games a year to be able to do it. So even though this isn't a, a great game uh, or a great opponent, just, you know, go out and support those guys because I know that they uh, they really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Every, any game you can make, y'all go hang out and chill out. Let's get some callers on here. Let's get to let's get to the people. Hang out. Cam, dial them up, dog. Yay, yay. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yay. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hey, stuff what's going on? We hanging out, man. Welcome to the stadium again. Yeah. What's on your mind, dog? What's up? With- man, what's up, Phil? What's up, 35 All-American? What's up, Dan? What's up? What up? Shoot. Nah. Watch, chilling, just waiting to see our boys get back out there on the field and do their thing. I'm getting tired of these Miami fans, though. <laughs> Seriously. Like, somebody <laughs> they gave us the game. Somebody yeah, gave us the game. Uh, how, how y'all gave us the game when we had four turnovers? Four turnovers now. We almost gave you the game. Take the L. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, you ever be playing your cousin in ball and, and, and he beat you on, you know what I'm saying? You're like, I let you win, but you know, deep down inside, yeah. you beat your ass. Man, I let you yeah. win, bro. That's all that is, but they gotta say something. I don't even talk to them people no more. They better not Me mention neither. I don't, even, I don't even get that no time or energy no more. I shoot my trolls and keep yeah. going, bro. I'm going back and forth with them. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, what you want to see this week from your Gators, though, man? What you want to see from the team? Uh, we got a stat game. We want to see get out. It's a stat game. I just want to see our boys get the running game going, get the offensive line start gelling together. I'm one hey. of these people here. That was only one game. It was only one game. We focus. Mullen go, Mullen go get them in order. Heavisey go get the offensive line in order. We just got to clean up these tackles, missed tackles like we did. And yeah. I think we go, you know, once by the time – by the time we get to Kentucky, we we should be straight. Then definitely by the time we get to the Auburn game, everything should be tightened up. Now I'll tell you what, man. Safe, if we can get Stewart <laughs> on the field, and yeah. I think if we get Stewart and Davis in that back in that secondary, or hell, put put Bernie at the star. We got Ventrell Miller. Put him at the linebacker. Put Bernie at the star. Hell, we got to move Trey Dean back there. 
And the secondary, man, we got to do what we got to do to tighten the secondary we up. We got, we got a lot of flexibility, like, man. But, yeah, um, we do. I forgot what I was about to say. You threw me off a little second, though. I had a good point, too. Damn. Yeah, but we, we like I said, all the stuff we got, man. Man, all the stuff we got to do, man, it's correctable. It's correctable. Definitely. And another thing, man, P-Ron hit that thing on the head. We got some bipolar-ass fans. Man, mm-hmm. we get, I look at it like this. We could easily be like Willie, like you say, to Willie and the Pussy Popper. We could easily be like them, easily. man. <laughs> hey, hey, this, this is my point. Be... This went across my mind. <laughs> the SCC East, look, we, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's us in Georgia. I mean, we got short to play yeah. every single game, but we should be favored to beat every team on our schedule. Now, I get why Georgia won't be, you know what I'm saying, from perspective-wise, whatever. People got perception idea that Georgia this big juggernaut. So the only game we should be favored to lose is probably Georgia, maybe LSU. But mm-hmm. we should we got we should be able to navigate through this schedule and get ten wins, if not better, bro. And, and I think we beat exactly. Georgia. Exactly. I think if we play a clean game, we can beat Georgia. I, I think if if all we need to do, I gotta tell them, we don't need Felipe to be Throwing for 300 yards. We don't need him to throw for 500 yards. Manage the game. Manage the game. Hit them, get the ball to the playmakers. Get the ball to the playmakers. And do what they do. Like, we, if you look at the Miami game, seriously, we did that. We just had the turnovers. But he pranked on the guy's back one time. What's your name, bro? So on the timeline, on the timeline is Gator Boy 9. Gator Boy 9 um, at the Freak 5. Yeah. Yeah, like with us, we, man. Protect- get, we, we gotta get more callers on here, dog. I mean, cut y'all, dog. But yeah, I, so I appreciate it. Here. It's cool. It's cool. All right, go Gators, man. All right, man. Okay, already. We need that same energy. Just this game now. Huh? All right. Good caller. Got a little bit of everything. Little Miami hate. Little stat game action. Calm the fans down. We do got some bipolar fans, man. You got to learn how to just, just be a fan and cheer. What's going on, man? Steady Miguel. Pull up. What's going on, fellas? We hanging out, on? man. Oh, Steady Miguel. Man, is this stadium going to get here or is it just going to keep hanging out? Right. Figure this thing out. Right. Uh, hey, man, this, this, crazy. This, drop, this should drop tomorrow morning, which will be, it'll be Tuesday. Yeah, you know I'm saying y'all check on me, but because we may be underwater before the storm gets here, bro. The way this is going, I'm telling you, you're gonna get it before we do. We're not getting it till Wednesday afternoon. Where you at? Up here in Jacksonville. I'm up here in Jacksonville. Ooh, man, you may not get it till like to Saturday when the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got <laughs> not moving. I've got. Well, it better hurry up and go on, because uh, I got a. Uh, ESPN took that Miami game away from me, moving it up the way they did. Had uh, to uh, give those tickets to the pops because I had to go to a Tennessee volunteer wedding, which was a blast. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, how are they doing? Yeah. Have you talked to them since yesterday? <laughs> no, they're still they're still I, they're usually they drink so much they're probably still just getting out of the hospital. Um, <laughs> 
I was, I was leaving the wedding and I looked at the guy and we, we go back and forth. They come to Gainesville, we go to Knoxville and uh, I was looking at all his buddies, like all 10 of his attorney buddies. Like, so y'all come down to Gainesville this year. They all look at me unanimously and go, unless we're playing basketball, there is no way in hell you will catch us in Gainesville. It's just <laughs> man. Decision. That's the decision. Man. Just, those Boy, are smart I, people. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the tide has changed, but, uh, yeah, I heard Rocky Top all night. I sang it with him. I said, God, I love this song. I don't hear it a whole lot. And we're playing. Y'all might as well get it in now. <laughs> so, but, uh, but no, it's, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I think the game has been so overanalyzed. Mm, for one, absolutely. being the first game of the, of the season. Um, and two, just having so much time, you know, a week beforehand and then a week afterwards we got to get on to the next one and get over this thing. I mean, it was a great win, but gosh. Yeah, I feel like I'm in an echo chamber now. I mean, they spent the entire offseason talking about this game, and then we spent the last two weeks talking about it. Uh, and it was overanalyzed because there's nothing else to analyze for that week before or that week after, like you just said. So everything everybody did was talk about the Florida-Miami game, and I'm just I'm tired of talking about it. I mean, Florida won. Felipe Franks didn't look great, but he definitely didn't look bad. He looks a hell of a lot better than – a lot of these other quarterbacks, people are saying a lot better than he did. And, you know, the defense, you know, Florida's defense played just about as well as any defense in the country did the other day. So, uh, you know, I like, um, you know, I like Florida's chances moving forward from that game. But, man, I'm so sick and tired of talking about it. I know this week's not going to change much because it's Tennessee Martin, but I'm ready to get to that, uh, that Kentucky-Tennessee game. Yeah, hey, man, who you, got, who, who you got for play the game for this cupcake week, man? Who you want to see uh, shine? Well, I tell you what we need to do just overall. We need to go ahead and get up on these boys, show up, you know, get those points on the board, and get these young guys in there. I mean, I want to see them rolling in there around halftime or just after halftime. Um, I like to see Emory get some playing time, some live rounds. I like to see Copeland get in there and get some live rounds. Um, I want to see these linebackers keep flying around. Ventrell, I like to see Houston get out there a little bit, uh, run around. You know, maybe get some of these young DBs out there. Maybe get Chester and those boys, feel them out there, get their feet wet, um, take some live rounds. I just, uh, you know, you got to stay healthy. You all know how it is in the SEC schedule. You got to stay healthy. But, you know, you get up there on these guys and you get your players off the field. That's how you you stay healthy and you stay in the long run um, in this long season. So I like to see these young guys get in play. Definitely, man. What other game are you checking out this year? So, I mean, I'm season ticket holder, so I go to every one. I am going to uh, – haven't been to LSU, so I'm going to go out to LSU this year. Nice. Um, and uh, and go out there and might end up heading up the road up to South Carolina um, and uh, redeem from my last visit being up there, which was a disaster, which was about probably nine years ago. But, uh, yeah, just uh, enjoy enjoy getting up there, enjoy getting around, seeing them play. Um, Absolutely. Just get, yeah, get up to South Carolina. It. Five points is a good area to hang out in. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Um, God, the fans are so delusional up there. Oh, my gosh. Well, they can't be delusional this year. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I, you, you tell them, and you know this, though. If you tell them as much as you can about Muschamp, what he's going to do to you, and they don't want to believe it. And, uh, you know, we had to live through those nightmares of, you know, coaching, you know, to not lose, the defense getting yeah. on the field. Um, but you know, you got to learn for themselves, I guess. 
Yeah, um, I had I saw somebody it, on Twitter uh, on Saturday talk about all the things that Will Muschamp needs to do to fix his offense. It's like, boys, he's in year <laughs> eight as being a head coach in college. He football. is who he is. He's, he's not changing who he is. Uh, That's who yeah. he is. That's who he's always been. That's what you hired. Like, sorry. Oh, that's it. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm sitting there at the South Carolina game, you know, in the swamp last year. We win that thing. I look right at my dad next to me. I'm going, Will Muschamp just won us that football game. And now I know what it's like being on the other side of the field of him. Absolutely. I mean, just completely put the brakes on the offense and just try to hang on, which I'm grateful for. Appreciate it, bud. But guys, I got, I got a question and, I'm, and I may be stretching and Gator Nation. I'm sorry, coach. I love you. But what do you guys think about uh, the way Coach Strong is out there at USF? Is he similar to to Muschamp and how either either one of them can get an offense? Really, I think it's just that, like when you have defensive coordinators that are, that turn head coaches, that's just the mentality, bro. Yeah, dog. I, I think I think by nature they're all mm-hmm. just like that. I mean, it took saving a long time to adjust to going tempo and spread offense. Before he was the same way, bro. It's just those those defensive minded guys that see the game different, dog. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with just being able to give up what you don't know to people that do know what they're doing and not feel like you have to, you know, challenge their decision or everything else. I mean, you have, I mean, that was Will Muschamp's biggest thing for so long. He's never been able to give up, you know, what the offensive should or what the offense should look like. And so, you know, that's going to be his biggest demise. You know, a lot of these guys get so caught up with, you know, leading the program. It's like, Hire people that are smarter than you and things that you aren't as smart in and let them do what they have to do. But every single time I watch, you know, he did me a Muschamp did it. McElwain did it. You know, Charlie Strong's doing a little bit of it. It, Hire people that are smarter than you and things that you aren't smart in and, you know, let them do their thing. But, you know, it's sad. I I mean, I I think Charlie's gone after this year. What happened to um, Florida State this past Saturday is what Muschamp and those guys feared. Like, Florida State getting those quick, easy touchdowns. The defense got to jump right back out there for long drives. Oh, yeah. Eventually, you wear down, man. So, I get that's what he's thinking because you got to be in shape to, to run that type of ball if you're scoring fast and got tempo. So, they try to protect their defense, man. But, yeah, Charlie, I think him and Muschamp are, are very similar. I think Muschamp is probably a better defense than mine, dog. But they're, they're similar guys. It's a great comparison. Yeah, I would say Charlie probably relates a little bit better to the players. A little bit more, especially yeah. from a recruiting standpoint. Um, but no, I, I agree with you guys on that 100%. Um, hey, two points I want to bring up real quick uh, with Ahmad. Uh, Ahmad, you and I were playing college ball about the same time. And uh, phenomenal did you player. Did you really admired what you did. Uh, no. No, I was <laughs> a defensive player too. So, uh, you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. Didn't, uh, did, didn't get the opportunity to. Uh, but yeah, y'all played us. I think the year before I got there, where I went and played. But anyways, uh, two points are I don't think a lot of people understand. You can attest to it, Ahmad. When you're in camp and you're on the defensive side of the ball, especially like up on the offense or on the defensive line of linebackers, you're thudding for three weeks for the most part. I mean, you'll get in and play some live rounds for a little bit, but especially nowadays, I mean, as a defensive player, you're thudding those offensive guys, and you're really not taking guys to the ground a whole lot. That gets cleaned up as the season goes on, especially from game one to game two. Um, what are your thoughts on that? 
you know, it definitely gets cleaned up. You, you want to keep guys as healthy as possible. Uh, I know uh, from experience, you know, the, the more experience we got, the less kind of we hit. Uh, but we still, you know, we still made it a, a point to tackle in practice, uh, regardless of when the game was. You know, uh, we, we, we always had Bloody Tuesday. That's what we called it. We knew on Tuesdays we're getting in pass. We knew on Tuesdays inside drill was crazy. We knew on Tuesdays you got to tackle the ball. We know that shit. So, like, all this 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 finessing shit that they got going on and, and, and not wanting to tackle and shit, that's bullshit. If you don't want to tackle in practice, it's gonna, you're going to see not tackling in the game. You can't just turn that shit on in the game. They're not professionals. Like, let's let's be quite frank. Like, as, as bad as we want them to be professionals, these still are kids. You see what I'm saying? So you can't, you can't trick them and have them not tackle all throughout the week and then expect them to turn it on on Saturdays. You got to do some form of tackling. But That's yes, a great also, point. Yeah. Also, 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 tackling does get better. Um, you know, the first week of tackling is is is, is kind of rough. Um, I've been on teams where the first week we didn't tackle very well, uh, mainly because we're coming off a of camp and uh, it, it's just the first game, um, live bullets and, and going against another team. Hey man, yeah, appreciate absolutely. you coming hanging out with us. Absolutely, guys, and I appreciate it and. Uh, you know, look forward to talking to y'all later on this year and uh, go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Right. Take care, guys. We appreciate it. Let's turn them out. All good callers, dog. Good points. These people know football. We needed to ask him where he played. Yeah, he said we played him before he got there. I don't know. Play who? Wait, how long? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yo. Yo. Welcome to Stadium Miguel, baby. What's going on? What's going Yo, on? Yo, what's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? Good. I just want to say shout out to you guys. This podcast is everything I've wanted for uh, being a Florida fan. It's pretty That's tough to I'm find them about. up in uh, New Jersey up here. So uh, I love everything you guys are doing. Keep it up. I want this thing to go on forever. I appreciate uh, it. Man, we... um, Ahmad. <laughs> Shout out to Ahmad. I grew up watching you. You, uh, you're dear to me. You and Major and Joe and Janoris. Um, there was nothing like watching you guys out there. It's, it was something special. I was, I was young watching you. I appreciate it, man. Don't make me, don't make me feel and sound too old. You know, he, he's I, old. He's old. I, I got some youth in me still, man. I can still backpedal a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can't. I want to see that. I see <laughs> yeah, we gotta get on the ladders, Ahmad. <laughs> yeah. Bro, bring you this out on IG Live bro. for the people. If I, you see me get on ladders, you'll be like, damn, boy, you can still play. Uh, that's, that's what ain't never going nowhere, boy. Bring them out. Bring them out. Uh, I just want to say, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm too optimistic on this, but I feel like I'm the only Florida fan out there that was pretty happy going into last year with uh, bringing Mullen back in. You know, I knew what he meant to the team, you know, in 06 and 08. And I just had a good feeling once he came in, things would turn around. And I was, I was blown away by last year, going from uh, you know 15 through 17, and then looking at 2018, it was awesome to watch. Absolutely. I mean, once everything calmed down and, and you got past the emotions of, of the things Urban and his wife—I mean, not Urban—Mullen uh, and his wife said after they left. You know, what I'm saying it was a little bitter stuff about you know, what I'm saying even when we got Jeff Collins, him calling it a lateral move. Like he threw shots over the years. So once you get past that, everything on paper made sense for him to come back to UF, man. And I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's happy. 
it's not perfect, but we, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely, we're in a better spot than we was 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Hey, Jared, how'd you I mean, come even, to even this in year. New Jersey? Oh, so, uh, honestly, not that cool, but my grandparents live in Florida, so we used to go down for spring break every year do. and go visit them. Yeah. And, uh, so when I got into college football, you know, around like 04, 05, I was just like, eh, I don't know who to root for. I didn't want to root for Rutgers up here. That was too boring. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I guess I like Florida. So I, I got into them watching Chris Leak. I love Chris Leak back in the day. Oh, yeah. He was my guy. And then, uh, then 06 happened, and I was all in. And then, uh, you know, two, two years later, I, that season was something special. I will never forget that season. I watched every play of every game. Man, you ever make it down to a game? Never. Funny wow. story, though. Someone from that 08 team, uh, probably a guy you're not thinking of, a guy named Justin Trateau. Yeah. Defensive end. He, uh, he went to high school up here at Don Bosco, if you ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. I live, like, right down the street from there. So uh, somebody I knew knew him, and he, uh, he got me an autographed football from Justin. He signed it to Jared. Hope you make it to the swamp, Justin. Yeah. Uh, Justin was know. a good dude. Yeah, try, 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 and uh, Duke Lemon are one, one of the two guys that. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played yeah, for the Giants for a minute, dude, didn't he? Right? Yep, yep. Yeah, he, he won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I was in my glory that year. That was awesome. I think he uh, he helped block a kick that year, or an extra point. I think it was yeah. on the front page of the cover. I got it printed out at home. Yeah, try, try, a good dude. I love try. Yeah, so I'll never forget him. I'll never forget that whole team though. That was you guys were something special that year. I mean, everybody on that defense. Well, just, who's, your favorite, yeah. who's, your play, who's your favorite player on the team right now? Right now? Um, I mean, I'm a, I, I was a DB growing up in high school and whatnot, so CJ's my guy right now. Okay. Um, but I honestly, like, you know, I read into all the positions all across the board. I love all the DBs, to be honest. Trey Dean is really exciting to me. I should, well, I should run in the family, you know. Hey, man, you know, bring us out. Jared's just saying this stuff because he grew up watching you, man. It's a layup, Dan. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's just trying to get but, uh, trying I like, to get uh, I like Malik Davis, too. He's a dark horse for me. I love Malik, even back to, like, 2017. Yeah, man, he got to hold on to that ball. I want to see him crib that thing so bad last uh-huh. game, dog. I wanted so, it. It was there. And then you, it was you, there. You have, you have to root for your boy, uh, Iverson Clement. I think he's from New Jersey, Oh, he's from up he? here, too. Yeah, he's from, like, more yeah. south than me. But uh, I think, you know, he's got some pop back there when he gets in the game. Absolutely. We'll see. He got a different we'll wiggle to his game. Thanks for coming on and hanging out with us at Stadium Miguel, bro. Yeah, anytime. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, I'll try to call in again soon. I love talking Florida ball. Absolutely, All right, man. Appreciate oh. you. All right, take care, guys. See you. We need to do some charity work and get a guy like him down to Gainesville sometime. I got some Kentucky tickets, bro. Hit him up, you know what I'm saying, off the show, see if he's trying to go, man. I can't do yeah, this. Yeah. I used to get game tickets. I can't fly him out. Flat flouse is for the cheeks, Dan. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we need we need to get him to a game. I I hate to see that he's been a fan for this long. I, I got tickets. You got the bread, bro. Go ahead and get the plane ticket, dog. You know you got it. Make <laughs> make a wish, Dan. There you go, make Dan. Make a wish, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right, good. some good calls uh, today, fellas. So we're going to get into our final segment of today. It's uh, it's one of everybody's favorites, our Deep Dive with Ahmad. And as always, uh, Deep Dive with Ahmad is sponsored by our friend Sean Gibson over there at Gibson Dive in Detail. He uh, He's going to specialize in your boat cleaning, your underwater hull cleaning and everything else. Uh, regarding your boat and getting your boat cleaned up, if you're down in the, uh, the Tri-County area down there in South Florida, West Palm, uh, Broward, and, and Miami-Dade counties, uh, reach out to Sean Gibson over there at uh, Dive and D- or, uh, Gibson Dive and Detail. Uh, his phone number is 352-514-1486. Again, uh, 352-514-1486. Uh, give your boat a, a top-of-the-line cleaning and detailing. Sean's a great dude. He's going to take care of you. So, uh, Ahmad, uh, if you could suit up for one game this season on the 2019 schedule, what game would it be and why? Uh, well, I will say the LSU went LSU game, but last time I went in there, I won anyway. So scratch that off the bucket list. Uh, I, <laughs> so I I literally beat every team in the SEC except one team. Oof. Except one team. Drum roll, Dan. Auburn. Freaking Auburn, bro. Auburn. Auburn. I lost to Auburn my freshman year. They lost to him in okay. 06. Yeah, that's my freshman year was 07. We lost to him again in the swamp. We were down 17-0. Uh, Percy made some miraculous plays. Uh, we had a chance uh, on their last drive. Uh, I think A.J. Jones had a hurt hand or hurt wrist or something like that. Yeah. And they, wrist, uh, yeah. yeah, they threw the ball right to Joe Hayden. And, and, and I think A.J. tried to make a play. Is, you know, um, A.J. made plays. So, you know, we can't get, <clears throat> get mad at him about that. But uh, A.J. tried to make a play and he hit the ball and didn't intercept it, gave him another chance. They got a first down and kicked the game winning field goal. So yeah. I, I think that'll be Auburn game that I that I yeah. see. And they were gator chomping and all. Well, but that, well, that's that's at least what Biden can do. He just lost three straight state championships, you, you know. So yeah. <laughs> hey, if you play that game this year, you get those sweet throwback jerseys that they're uh, they're pimping out there too. So yeah. not a bad one to pick. There you go. Not a bad one to pick. So we appreciate that, Amon. Hey Corey, you want to uh, you want to talk about the uh, the tailgate that we're gonna have? Absolutely. Uh, State Miguel is hosting the tailgate for the Florida Georgia game. Uh, TJ just nailed down and put down the deposit for our lot. We have an indoor outdoor facility facility and venue. Uh, so don't worry about the elements. If it's hot, cold, rain, or indifferent, we got a big space uh, for a lot of people. Uh, tickets should go on sale this week. I don't know the exact time. We'll look out for them. Most likely Thursday morning when the big three roll-up drops. Look for, look out for those tickets to go on sale. The Patreons will get first access to it. Stadium Miguel Patreon and, and big three roll-up Patreons get first access to the tickets. We're not going to cap a mountain this time on the Patreons. So if you guys want to go ham and buy a bunch for you and your friends, go ahead and do that, man. But the location we're at, we're right around the corner from the stadium. We're on Franklin, man. So... We're right by the stadium. The location is prime, bro. We're in the middle of all the action. Indoor, outdoor. And we're going to have this thing star-studded. We're going to hang out. It's going to be real Hollywood, Ma. You ready? Yeah, man. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to be in Jacksonville from that Thursday uh, to Saturday. So, man, Sunday. Same here, man. I told yeah, my wife, we pulling up. Yeah, I said, we pulling up Thursday. So I go see my grandma. I go see my aunts. Get all that out the way. Friday, Saturday, it's, it's, it's big shenanigans, man. 
Oh, sure. We got some celebrities sure. that are going to be there too, besides us, of course. Absolutely, man. We're, we're going to get some some guys coming there, hang out, man. Uh, as as more details and more stuff get added to it, we'll let y'all know, man. But right now, November second, plan on it, and we also very close to booking something for the Auburn game. Which is October fifth, but we when we book that one, we'll let you guys know. This is another tailgate where we hang out. It's a big game. Too many movie out there, fellas. Yeah, that, hey, we almost uh, dope. We almost missed out. This is a mod fair part of the game where we talk a little bit about recruiting. Oh. Got, <laughs> <laughs> got a four star commitment last night uh, from a cornerback, Clinton Burton from St. Francis Academy up there in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Four star guy. Hey, so, do you know anything about him? Uh, real fluid guy. I think my man, um, Grace camping out up there and that's his neck of the woods. I take out his film after I got the, after we got the commit. I didn't know a lot about him, but, uh, got great instincts, great, great footwork. He's at 5'11". I know they like the taller guys, like six feet and above, but there's nothing. I mean, Janoris Jenkins and Joe Hayden was like 5'10", 5'11". So when you got a guy that you could just Play the corner spot, a uh, real smooth back pedal. Not a whole lot of has uh, uh, with his transition coming out of his pedal is real smooth. Not a whole reaction. lot of false yeah, steps. Yeah, mm-hmm. real, real good, real good defensive back, man. So that was a good get. I like it for the twenty one class, man. I yeah, I'd rather hang out there. Yeah, I'd rather hang out in the DMV area than California. You know what I'm saying? We got some report there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he had a lot of good offers. Speaking of California DBs, I saw one in particular get bombed. Woo! One getting cooked. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that. Leave that shit right where it's at. Uh, buddy. Yeah, toasted. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a good kid. I really liked his tape when I watched him. Uh, he's a tall guy. Uh, plays probably even plays a little bit taller than he is. It's some really good instincts, like you said, Silk. Uh, has good uh, – Good, good ups, you know. He he showed a good vertical on on some of the tapes that I saw. I had an offer from Alabama, Clemson, uh, where else? Michigan, Penn State. Saw so some really good offers. Florida landed a good one. I think that he's going to be a a pretty big contributor, and he's going to be a guy that can probably play pretty quickly once he gets down here. So uh, it's a good four star get. Uh, we're coming right after the dead period, and I would imagine that you're going to start seeing a lot more names start to pop up between now and uh, and the end of September 2021 offers went out yesterday uh and today so we've been seeing a whole bunch of edits on the timeline for those guys uh so it's good to see uh good to see a lot of those names starting to pop up and it seems like a lot of florida interest from these top you know 100 150 guys which is exactly where they want to be and shout out to uh what 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 what's on my mind i keep it keeps on my mind shout out to jonathan greener he got the award for sec defensive lineman of the week man so shout out to that guy man let's get out there and get some more sacks dog Good shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was a good show, boys. Uh, Silk, I know you're uh, right there and uh, chilling like 100 miles away from this storm. So be safe. Uh, Ahmad, great chatting with you again, buddy. We're going to do this again next week, boys. Yeah, man. Every week. Catch us, man. Stadium Miguel. Uh, Turn up. Who got the song? Who got the I song? got the song, boys. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, have not let you uh, down. You have not, Dan. And, and, and we, we're very, yeah, we're, very, very happy with that, Dan. But you just now never know playing. what's going to come. You yeah. know the country music's going to come back, right? Yeah, and it's Tennessee Martin, so it feels like that kind of week. Yeah, I feel like, feel like you want to be on Broadway in Nashville or some shit. 
Yeah. Oh, this would be a perfect time to play some honky tonk in Nashville. Uh, uh, oh man! Uh, so uh, this is this is my shameless plug. Go listen to my buddy Ben Wells. He has a new song out. He's a listener of this podcast. Uh, he's got a new song out there in uh, in Nashville. But uh, no, I'm gonna keep this one. Uh, you know, in some solidarity from our boys from uh, from the Bahamas and our friends down in the Bahamas that are are going through you know probably the worst couple of days of their lives. And you know, we wish them. Uh, prayer and, and thoughts and you know like i said we're going to set up uh you know something to help those guys down in uh, in the bahamas uh but because of that i listen to some bahamian music and you guys would be surprised to know that i didn't know a ton of bahamian music off the top of my head so you got some calypso uh, no so i yeah. uh, i went through the top 40 songs of all time from bahamian artists and i found one it was the number two song so i didn't have to go far so this song is by a guy named militant Faya. Not fire, F Y A H, fire, militant fire. It's called Freedom. It's a pretty good song. So this is our. Hey Dan, hold on, hold on, wait, go back, go back, Dan. Yeah. Uh, what is it called again? How you say it? Freedom, freedom. No, no fire, fire. Fire, but it's not fire. It's fire. <laughs> you can't. It's F Y A H. You can't say it's fire. It's fire. Uh, I, I, fire. I just had to make sure yeah. your R wasn't in there, Dan. I just want to make sure. Yeah, he, right. so he cleared fire. out the R, bro. <laughs> There's no hard ERs in here, you know. It's a militant fire. <laughs> you, got, uh, you got the A. Yeah. So the song's called Freedom. Cam, take us out. It might take you a little while to find that one, but uh, I think you boys will like that's this. Nah, one that's not. That's a. That's a pretty. I mean, you just YouTube that one, bro. Yeah. I'm possibly trying to put me on to this stuff, bro. I, I can't really get into <laughs> Bahamian music. I like Caribbean music, dog, but yeah. it's a little slow, bro. You feel yeah, me? It's a little slow. I, I I rock out when I'm, you know. Well, growing up things, I could throw something like that on. Somewhere. Already. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boy. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. Hold All it right, down. boy. Hold All it down, right. man. Punk her down. Y'all be Punk safe. Punk down. For sure. Hey, boys.
no, 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 Stand up, cause it's a freedom talk and a freedom walk and a freedom plot. Old time say the system make me vex. Them wishing you a blessing, but them put you in a hex. So let's see, I know of the Babylon, them flicks. Corrupt this generation and then focus on the next. But them educate the youth with the words of a reporter. So let's see, comfy plug them just like a chainsaw. We wonder with the fire at the fire getting at her. When me wanna know, say what kind of thing you go after. Me tell you, me a see them a vampire. So then me watch this up, me move. Them a try to eat you, just hold just like some vulture upon them food. See the new world, everything come run fire upon them interlude. Cause the microscopic implant was the man will never use. No man, cause we're too much master, so be careful of your choose. I'm a Gideon, them a run, come and they continue to refuse. But the teachings of it, my destiny, Rastafari never lose. Sure, your success. Celestia, Ja Rastafari.